0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to our episode of the Seven Stage LSAT podcast. My name is Asta Sinha, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Henry
1: Ewing. What's going on?
0: Nothing crazy, Henry. I'm excited to talk about our topic for today, which I think it's important to to add in here pretty early on in our season, because I think it's something that a lot of people forget to think about until it's a little bit too late. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that is... Well, think before it's too late.
0: Well, yeah, right? Like they they wait until the very end to think about, whoa, maybe I should have taken care of this sooner and now I'm super stressed.
1: I feel like they just don't think about it at all. That's the bigger problem. that's fair.
0: That's fair. Okay, we're leaving our, our listeners in suspense. What is it that we're talking about today?
1: So today's topic is how to stay sane while studying for the LSAT.
0: Super tough. Probably the biggest ask, right? Like beyond learning how to do logic games, beyond learning how to read an RC passage in time, it's just keeping your head on your shoulders as you're going through this process.
1: So if you're already crazy, this is not the podcast for you. Only people (laughs) who are currently sane allowed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. By the end of this episode, hopefully you'll have some tips and tricks to be a little bit more sane and just to feel a little better about yourself as you're studying for the test. Because I know it can be a process that really beats people down. I know it did for me. I know we've had very different experiences studying for this test. I definitely went the all in. I'm better than burnout approach. And you were just chilling. What was it an hour a day and, and you were good to go?
1: Well, it varied. I definitely spent I definitely was a little less intense than you. And even even I, though, even with a less intense study schedule, I felt the effects of burnout to some degree. So it can happen to anyone.
0: And I think the biggest thing is a lot of times, especially people who are studying for the LSAT, you're probably used to doing well in school. Things have probably come easily to you and you think you're better than burnout. And I'll fully admit, I thought I was, too. I was like, psh, I couldn't get burnt out. Like, I'm just going to kill it. I'm going to study for these couple months and I'm going to be good to go. And then by the time I got to the end of what I thought was going to be the end of my study schedule, I I distinctly remember calling my mom and being like, I don't think I know how to read anymore. Like, I fully think I have lost comprehension of the English language. Nothing makes sense. I took
1: a look in the mirror and didn't recognize (laughs) the person she'd become.
0: No, I looked (laughs) awful. I felt awful. Like, it was just it was a rough time for everybody involved.
1: And ideally, before you take your test, you're supposed to be feeling in your prime. Yeah. Ready to rock and roll.
0: Seriously. But I think most people don't. I think most people get burned out. They get tired. And we'll talk about some ways to kind of get past that and what attitude you should have and what steps you can take. But I think the biggest thing... When it comes to not burning out, when it comes to the test, when it comes to staying sane, is giving yourself enough time to do the thing, mm, right? Yeah. Most people do not do that. Having some kind of a plan, having a goal, right? And not giving yourself two weeks to study for this test, right? Like, I don't know. Like, and it really comes down to what kind of person you are, what works best for your schedule, how you best absorb information. But if you don't give yourself enough time, you're setting yourself up. To be a miserable person going through this process. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, I feel like
1: we've been a bit of a broken, not a broken record, but a little bit of a broken record. We've definitely mentioned it multiple episodes that you need to give yourself more than... Ideally, more than three months, like three months is the minimum.
0: I'll say that till the day I die. Like I think it makes people who are studying for the test like better people, happier people, healthier people. If they take more than three months to study for this test.
1: I think, too, there's a tendency among people. I know it's definitely the case for me when I hear heard things in high school and college like don't cram for this make sure you're spacing it out and I was totally able to do it the last minute that was I mean it's just true would it have been better if I spent more time sure but I was able to get across the finish line with a minimal amount of time that is just not going to be the case for this test maybe there's one person out there right listening to this where that is the case for I guarantee it's not you Whoever's listening to this, (laughs) I know it's not you. You're listening to the LSAT podcast. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And giving yourself enough time more than one month, two months, three months, giving yourself, hey, six months can really alleviate a lot of that pressure to study or the pressure you'd feel to study many hours on hours every single day in a row, which is it's already it's not going to be that helpful. At that point, it's going to be really ineffective. And, And even worse than that is that you will start going a little bit crazy. You'll be burnt out. And then everything that you studied is going to go out the window, right? It's like spending a bunch of time up front building a house and you're getting really excited to live in this house. And then you set fire to the house (laughs) the week before. That's what being bur- that's what being burnt out is, though, for real. Right? It's like you I put mean- in a ton of work and you may know something and you're good yeah. at the test. But because you've stressed yourself out to the point of like total mental failure, when you actually get to the event that you've been training for, you blow up. You blow
0: up. Oh, my God. Well,
1: I don't know. I, uh, this is getting really aggressive. <laughs> this is maybe it was getting really aggressive. Houses on fire blowing up. <laughs> it's funny because we're, so- <laughs> we're supposed to say it's not life and death. <laughs> that's, a seven six podcast. That's, yeah. that's
0: the metaphor we're sticking with today but like no I'm looking at our our notes here for this episode and the first bullet point that we have is do you want to be a winner right and if you want to be a winner when it comes to the LSAT if you want to do better than just get by or just do fine if you want to really reach your potential with this test you have to more even more important in my opinion than actually learning the information and taking practice tests is you just have to stay sane, right? Like you have to find a way to study sustainably, study consistently, do all these things. And if you're cramming for this test or you're burning yourself up, out or burning yourself up, or you're isolating yourself from everybody around you, you're not going to be able to study sustainably, right? Yeah,
1: you're not setting yourself up for success. It might feel that way, right? It might feel like you're doing, doing the best or doing the best thing possible by doing like, I don't even call it the most, but by being very extra and studying, but you're not setting <laughs> yourself up for success. It, it requires balance, right? To, to do well on this test is to have a social life and to have fun and to have a sleeping schedule. And to, I don't know, not neglect other parts.
0: And not let the LSAT completely and utterly consume you. I think that everybody who, not everybody, but I think a vast majority of the people who score in the 170s or do just spectacularly well on this test, to some extent, do let the LSAT become a part of their identity, like... I know it is for me, at least oh, well, Like it's, it's spent- our jobs
1: now. So yeah,
0: now it's our <laughs> jobs. But I even before that, like when I was towards the end of my studying, like, oh, my God, the LSAT was my jam. Like I was the LSAT girl. And I it, I was always thinking about it. I was looking at the test and that level of Dedication to the test is fine. It's normal if you're aiming to score that high. But you cannot, you absolutely, absolutely cannot let yourself just go stir crazy studying for this test. Because not only is the time that you're spending going to essentially be a waste, but you're also putting in all of these hours to not even reach your reach your potential, right? And that's such a frustrating, frustrating feeling.
1: Yeah. Wh- what I'm hearing you say is let it be a part of your ad- identity if you want it to be, but don't make it your only identity.
0: Yes. That's a great, much more succinct way of putting Unless it.
1: Unless you're lame. Unless you're lame. <laughs> and then, okay. Yeah. The that would probably be a step up.
0: So I think the best way to kind of think about how to stay sane when you're studying for this test is kind of splitting it up into two big groups, right? Your mind, like what you're focusing on in that sense, and then your body and all of the things with like your physical health when it comes to taking the test. So let's start off with the mind aspect. Henry, what advice would you give to our listeners to kind of keep their mind in check as they're studying for the test?
1: Right. Well, one framework I would ask myself, and this might be a very similar framework that we ask ourselves of in the body section too, is what kind of person you are. I know I am someone who is extremely, how would you say, maybe I'm not the most organized (laughs) <laughs> and and I, I, I don't I'm not i am not ai am not a tree planter. Right. That's, that's the way I put it. I'm not a tree planter. I'm not looking. I'm not so good at looking five years down the line and thinking like, wow, we would really like a tree. I'm very much <laughs> a, a person who would rather five years from now just go and buy the tree last second and spend a bunch of money on that. But that's not a good thing for stress levels. Right. L- leaving not having a plan when, you feel, when you're the kind of person like me who doesn't love having plans for this test is going to be, make it really difficult for you to study. It's going to make it really difficult for you to commit yourself to studying an hour a day and, and reaping those benefits. Because what ends up happening, at least for me, is right. It's like I would give myself six months to study. But if I didn't have a plan, I would still be only giving myself one month to study because I would spend the five months not doing anything. Right. Or I would be just like, oh, do like 10 minutes here and then I'd be good for three days. That's just not a good approach to this test. And so if you're a person like me who doesn't love planning things out and being super organized, I would highly recommend At the very least, committing yourself to like an hour a day, right? You commit yourself to an hour a day, maybe two hours a day. Giving yourself a rough outline. It doesn't have to be some crazy minute by minute schedule, but something (laughs) that you can stick to, something that you can stick to and commit yourself to. And that's going to help you not go crazy because you won't end up feeling like you're doing nothing. It won't, you won't end up feeling like you are wasting your time. And when you're a month out, you'll be like, wow, I've been, I've actually studied for five months. I feel really good instead of feeling like, oh, I've done nothing. (laughs) And I have so much more to go through. If you're a person, though, who is very regimented and super organized, there's a tendency to go the opposite direction, which is to make that minute by minute schedule. And then if you accidentally don't study for one day or not even don't study for one day you decide okay i'm only going to study for an hour instead of the three i have planned it's a disaster that's also world ends. yeah exactly that's not that's not a good i don't are you that kind i don't know are you that kind of person i feel like you aren't but you definitely seem a little bit more organized than me
0: i mean when i was studying for the test i think the first situation you described right like someone who's more like you not a tree planter like i think that fits you very well and i think the second scenario that you described fit me really well when I was studying for this test, right? Like I am the kind of person who not only will I plant the tree for five years down the road, but I also am going to plant 30 of them because like what if one of them dies and then I'll like go plant them somewhere else because like what if there's a drought in this area and like (laughs) plant a bunch of different variations of trees because who knows what I'm going to like five years from now. Like
1: should I water them in the morning or the afternoon?
0: I'll do like a little A-B test, right? Like I am that kind of person who is just very anxious right and i think a lot of people studying for this test are very anxious because i made it very life or death for me it was like i am a disappointment to everything i've ever worked for if i don't do well in this test which oh my god looking back it was never that deep like good god that girl was crazy
1: turns out you are a disappointment just with (laughs) just with a really good lsat score
0: (laughs) Henry. (laughs) me too though
1: me too by the way
0: Least I don't eat toast as a snack. Okay. okay, At least I'm an adult. Yeah.
1: yeah, At least you're a real man, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, what I'm saying is there is very much a tendency to go the opposite direction. And in the way that if you're not a very organized, planning-oriented person, setting yourself up for consistency is very important. I think that if you're the opposite of that, giving yourself forgiveness is very important, right? Even if you don't stick to that minute by minute schedule you you had planned for yourself, it doesn't mean you're never going to be a lawyer. I promise, right? Like I promise it's going to be okay. And And that was what I felt myself running into is like, oh, if I fell behind on one day, it's like, oh my God, well now I'm just, or if I did bad on one PT, like the universe, like all of the people around me knew not to talk to me for a week because I was just going through it. So it's really just making sure you're, I kind of think of it as like a balancing scale almost. Like if you need to like weigh yourself down a little bit with like a plan, some kind of a schedule with a study plan, whatever to balance out not being super organized, do that. But if you're the type of person who are who is weighing yourself down with anxiety and anxiousness and planning and all of these things, take a couple weights off of that scale, right? Like relax a little bit. And either way, as long as you're balanced, you're going to do fine.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the idea what one day is not going to make a difference right? If you're super organized, that's a very helpful idea. If you're like me, you hear one day is not going to make a difference. So that's an excuse to take one day off and then another day (laughs) off and then another day. And by the way, if you're like me, not super organized, and then you do take a day off, that's totally fine too. Just recognizing that, hey, I'm, I'm the kind of person who, once I start, once I start slipping a little bit, I slip a lot, right? So just being aware of that. So ask yourself, who are you, listener? What kind of person are you? I mean, that's what this one is, you know, it's how to stay sane.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And I mean, I think the biggest thing as well is whichever side of this you're on, making sure you're giving yourself breaks. Right. Whether or not like you're someone who needs like a little bit of a push to stay consistent, or you're someone who, if allowed, will study 18 hours a day. Either way, in my opinion, best practice is giving yourself one day a week that's just no LSAT. Right. I'm not thinking about the LSAT, I'm not looking at the LSAT, I'm not practicing the LSAT, like you are doing quite literally anything else other than the LSAT for one day a week. Because if you're not doing that, I, I think it's very easy to get stuck in kind of a rut. You don't feel like you're making any progress. Taking a day away from the test and coming back to it with fresh eyes is one of the best things you can do for yourself.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And, and planning that out too, actually planning out that break, not just saying I'll give myself a day off one day, but eventually. Letting yourself yeah, on Friday, Friday, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take a real break. I think that's super helpful.
0: I agree. I think for a vast majority of my clients, what I do is like Monday through Thursday, we're doing drills. We're working hard. Friday, we we let off the gas a little bit. We relax. We don't do any else that. And then over the weekend, we're taking a PT, wash, rinse, repeat, right? Like that's the formula that I found works really well for most people.
1: Yeah, I guess consistency too. There's no need to, if you're a planner, there's no need to plan every week being a bunch of different things. At least in my experience, what I've seen work best with clients and what's worked best with me is a weekly schedule that stays very similar maybe the contents changes but you're not trying to optimize every little bit every single day because that's just more work for you to do right that's just more work for you to do i guess there's maybe the tendency it's like am i doing the absolute best thing all the? you don't need to do the best thing all the time as long as you're doing something right if you're, if you're doing if you do something that's better than doing nothing and so, and so giving yourself permission there and if you still have trouble you can go to sevenstage.com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just about to say that, right? Like not meant to be like a superficial plug, but if you have the means and it's something that you really struggle with, having a tutor or even just like a study buddy or like a group that you're with that can help kind of alleviate some of the pressure of am I doing the right thing? Having someone make a study plan for you or like going over your study plan with somebody. I think those things are really helpful just to, to stress a little bit less about am I doing the right
1: thing? Yeah, and and, and not even tutoring too. I know we run that study group at- Every month And just having Having people to talk to you About the LSAT I know we said Don't make it your life But sometimes it's nice To have someone to talk to And just vent about it with Someone who actually gets it Because you don't want To isolate either And it, it can be An isolating experience Studying the LSAT No one really gets it Unless they take the test
0: Yeah I, It's like a very No one gets me <laughs> You're not like other girls yeah, yeah yeah
1: I'm not like other test takers <laughs> no, no, actually, no that's what the LSAT says I'm not like other tests <laughs>
0: I mean, like, yeah, it is a very, very isolating experience if you don't have other people going through it with you, or if you just like something that I did was because I studied during COVID, right? So already, like it was a very isolating time. And then I was sitting at home just hours and hours and hours on end, just me and JY till the end, right? Just like going through the LSAT. And I I quite literally drove myself to insanity. So plan things out, have conventions that you can kind of work off of, have flexibility in your schedules, and and make sure that you're really prioritizing having fun and going out with your friends and relaxing and and not making the LSAT become this all consuming thing. Anyways, the point is prioritize yourself, prioritize your mind. And one thing that I think a lot of people tend to forget as simple of a solution as this might kind of seem, think about how you cope with high pressure situations or stressful situations in other aspects of your life. If you have a really big presentation at work or a really big paper or project due at school or maybe you did a sport and it was like the night before a big race or something, right? Think about how you prioritized your mental health and regulated yourself and calmed yourself down in those situations. The LSAT isn't particularly unique in that way, right? You can use the mechanisms you've built for other parts of your life to help make you a better test taker for the LSAT. I don't know. Have you found that that's something that people gloss over a lot?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people gloss over the the non-test-taking element of it, yeah. right? The sleep schedule which we'll talk about various mental things giving yourself breaks i think i think that's that's totally reasonable if you're somebody of course too if you're like a crazy athlete and you have like some terrible i i I don't even know why i'm positing this person is listening But if you have some maybe unhealthy relationship with your sport where you're only doing it ideally we don't translate that into an unhealthy relationship with the test
0: Fair, that being fair, that fair. being
1: said, that being said, I think what you what you did say is true though. If you have ways to get yourself in the zone, calm down, breathing exercises, I know I do that for my my running and triathlon.
0: I forget that you do triathlons. That's such a crazy thing to do along with being an LSAT tutor. Like what?
1: I, I'm sure that that Venn diagram is doesn't have a lot. Very, of uh, maybe Very very slim much overlap, <laughs> and and not ju- I, I'm an Ironman, Asta. Okay, not just any triathlete. We're <laughs> we're, we're not the same.
0: You're not like other athletes. <laughs> but
1: this isn't about me. This is about them, the listeners.
0: Yes, the, my bad, the my listeners. Bad. Take care of yourself.
1: Which I guess brings us to the next point, which is we have written here: big confidence, big ego, big you feel, and the rest.
0: I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> what, what, I, what, I'm hear, what I'm hearing here is, yeah, I get. I don't want to call it like ego, but like I don't know, self-respect, maybe.
0: No, I would call it ego. I feel so strongly about this. I'm sorry. I know I'm interrupting you, but I. Looking up you, for I...
1: ego. That's totally fine. <laughs>
0: I feel very strongly about this. I think that doing well on this test, it doesn't just come down to how smart you are. I think it really, at the end of the day, comes down to how confident you are, how self-assured you are, how big your ego is, right? Because like, give me two months and I will tell you everything you need to know about this test, right? Every piece of content, every lesson, every logic, whatever. None of that matters if you show up to test day and you don't have like the wherewithal and and the confidence and the ego to actually implement the things that we've talked about, right? And a lot of times I see this in my live classes. I see this in my tutoring. I see this in just talking to people about the test. People will add uncertainty when there doesn't need to be uncertainty, right? like Something I see in my live classes constantly is I'll ask a question to the class. And then people in the chat will be like, A, question mark. Or is it an in and out game question mark? And it's like, no, you know what it is, right? Like, it, there's no need for there to be a question mark there. And so many times, even in our inner dialogue, when we're taking the test, we add uncertainty and then we second guess ourselves and then we're going back and forth and then we're stressed out and then we feel like we're terrible at the test and we're never going to be a lawyer and we just derail.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of like a courtroom situation where the judge is like, how does your client plead? And you're, you're defending someone you, you say, not guilty, question mark. <laughs> Your client's going to jail. OK, no, literally,
0: literally. Your so client's like, going to jail
1: then. it with some gusto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that everybody, right? Like, and I know I, I sound insane being as passionate as I am about this. But if there is one singular piece of advice I could give to people taking the test, it's have the biggest friggin ego you could possibly come up with.
1: Did you have any mantras when you were studying for this test? Did you? I had I had two mantras.
0: What were your two? I,
1: I don't even know if there were mantras, but there were like thought patterns.
0: I don't know if I can say mine on this podcast, but what were yours?
1: Like, oh, come on. You can give a, a, like an abbreviated version. Mine. I would look in the mirror, like look right into my own eyes. And I'd say one of them was that I was a curse put, <laughs> put on LSAC to punish them for their grave sins. I don't know what the sins were. But I'm guessing they've done some sinning of some flavor (laughs) in some instance. And the other one was I looked at my own eyes and I told myself that that I was a logic predator, a voracious logic predator (laughs) whose deep hunger would only be satiated after... Getting every single LSAT problem right.
0: Wow, Henry, I would pay. I know, yeah, <laughs> good money, good money to see videos of you saying that to yourself yeah. every morning.
1: And the point, the point we're trying to say is this is about staying sane, but to do well in the sense I want you to get a little crazy, okay? Just no, a no, don't, don't, don't Just get crazy, little. but, but giving yourself a little confidence boost and having that mantra, it's cheesy, but it works. At least it's worked for me, and it works for other people I've talked to. Again, anecdotal, but hey, give it a shot. Maybe it a little ridiculous make it something pretty sick actually like make it something cool that you a logic predator oh my god i don't i don't know why i liked that where it's like a like a like i'm a predator like i'm hunting <laughs> i'm a hu- hunters not farmers hunters
0: <laughs> of the night hunters no, like, <laughs> I- <laughs> no i i'm totally with you and i think like the confidence ego like something Like I would remind myself of a lot because I've never like at my core been a super competitive person, like didn't grow up doing sports. Like I've never been motivated by like getting first place.
1: All right. You know, so you've done debate. Wait, you did debate. She's on mock trial, everybody. Come on. (laughs) Come on.
0: No, but here, that's the thing, right? Like I I do mock trial. I do like these other activities, but I don't necessarily do them to like get first place. Sure. It's, it's nice. But for me, what's a lot more fulfilling is knowing that there was not an ounce more effort that I could have put into this, right? Like I am walking into this room and I am about to put all my cards on the table, I'm about to give my very best, right? Whatever the results end up being, there is nothing more I could have done to be ready for this day, right? And I walked into the LSAT with the same idea that like whatever ends up happening here today, I know that I am like the best I possibly could be, right? This is my peak capacity for the LSAT, right? If that number is a 180 or a 140, right? Like this is what I've got. And I feel really good about the fact that I put my best foot forward, right?
1: And the best foot forward being and most repaired being you didn't only do that, right? Just as a tie in so we're not contradicting ourselves. True though, right? It's like I'm assuming that if you are on mock trial, you're gonna do a lot better on mock trial if you didn't just spend the past two weeks only doing that. Going out, having fun. You feel a little bit better. Some team team bonding exercises. <laughs> if you have other things going on in your life, big stressors, attending to those things instead of just ignoring them and being like, I'm I need to I need to get this trial done.
0: Yeah, I don't mean to sound hypocritical, right? I mean, like, obviously, you want to put in your best effort by by giving yourself the most amount of time that you can to study while also keeping your sanity. But
1: yes, yes. The
0: point is, do your best, right? Prepare, feel good going into the test, whatever like strategy you need to have to have a lot of confidence, to have a massive ego, right? Whatever it needs to be, whether you're staring yourself in the mirror or you're just working really hard, doing what you need to do, make sure you're going into test day feeling good, right? That's the best thing I think you can do for yourself.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I have 100, for sure. Your voice I 100% agree. (laughs) I have a massive voice crack problem in my live classes. I don't... (laughs) I found it's better just to acknowledge it and, and have like a little bit, right? Where you go, <clears throat> yeah, you just say it again, but just with a deeper voice, just bringing attention to it. That's
0: kind of funny. It's a
1: life tip for everybody. You can't be embarrassed by something if you acknowledge it.
0: Henry, what's the second, second part of this that we wanted to talk about today?
1: <laughs> so the second part of what we want to talk about today is we've been talking a little bit about mindset, how to plan out studying, asking yourself what kind of person you are, making sure you're attending to other parts of your life to reduce stress and anxiety. It's also important to attend your body. I think this is a very often neglected element of the test, right? But we're big believers in the mind-body connection. And there's a tendency, especially among, I don't know, maybe more academically oriented people to just only focus on that. In any case, you don't want to forget about your body and making sure you're, you're giving yourself time to sleep. You're giving yourself time to exercise. Nutrition, right? Yeah, workout, ex- Exactly. Yeah. Uh, giving your body what it needs in order to perform well on test day and just when you're studying. It's really you are so much more effective. It is far better to get a full seven, eight hours of sleep than to study that extra hour. Yeah, it's far better to eat lunch <laughs> than it is to study that extra hour. There's a bunch of things that I, knowing the type, the type A academic, intellectually oriented people who like this test or who often take this test will often forget about. I don't. know I, I'm generalizing a little bit, but I, I don't think I'm wrong in this respect.
0: I don't think so either. Sorry, listeners. Henry's calling you a nerd.
1: Yeah, I'm. am calling you. I. I'm a nerd too. I'm a nerd too. I'm. You know. I'm, I'm a <laughs> but a self-hating one, and so I try really hard to fight against my instincts. Not self-hating, but I try hard to fight against my instincts.
0: How are you doing, Henry? Are you okay?
1: <laughs> I haven't slept in days. <laughs> All I think about is the L set now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I, I totally agree with you, right? Those things tend to be the most easily neglected and they are honestly really important. Something that we were talking about before we started recording is... Even though as weird as it sounds, it's like the LSAT should be the biggest problem in your life when you're studying, right? Like you shouldn't be struggling with getting your nutrition, right? You shouldn't be struggling with like sleeping well at night, with taking care of your social life and working out like those things, right? Like you shouldn't have extra barriers set up in your life that aren't the LSAT, right? It's going to give you enough trouble as is.
1: Don't play life on hard mode, basically. Exactly,
0: right? And the other thing I will say is when you're starting to study for the LSAT, that's not the time to start 75 hard or start training for Ironman or, I don't know, start a paleo diet. Like, that's not the time to make any other insane changes in your life, right? Insane
1: changes. Insane changes, I think. I think it's a good phrase there. Take care
0: of yourself, like fix your, your diet, make sure you're sleeping well, like all those things, but do not sit there and like, I don't know, start doing Orange Theory and intermittent fasting and start studying for the LSAT. Like, that just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Take care of your body.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think we land on totally opposite ends here. Right. But a slight like adjustment, I would say, is like don't go to an extreme. But if you are someone who exercises a lot. Right. And you're just constantly exercising and then you start studying, you might actually benefit from exercising slightly less. Similarly, if you're someone who doesn't exercise at all, you might be surprised at how much better you would do on in your studying and academic endeavors if you 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 did yoga twice a week, right? Or you got a little bit active. Again, anecdote, but that's totally the case for me. I used to be someone who was very not athletic and I I didn't do any like any physical activity. But when I started, I noticed my grades got better. I started doing a lot better like academically and intellectually, even though I was spending no more time studying, right? Or I was even spending less time studying just because I was, I was feeling that need. Now, of course, I think what you said is true. You don't want to just start, go to the extremes, right? But you want to make sure you're giving your body what it needs, right? So if you're someone who's not giving the bo- your body any rest, now's the time to start taking some rest right give yourself that day off that rest day from the gym or if you're not giving yourself your body the movement right it needs get get a a little get a little active but even i think exercise is one thing i could talk all day we don't want to make this an exercise podcast because i i could could. sleep though sleep i think sleep is probably the most important element i don't want to say the most important element because it's uh, up there it's it's critical and getting enough sleep on this test is it not just the week before or the night before the test but during your entire studying period is critical if you're getting one hour of sleep a night doesn't matter how many hours a day you study you're not going to retain that information and you can run that thought experiment all the way up to until you hit seven hours of sleep at night right it's like if you instead six is definitely for most people worse than seven and so if you're only giving yourself six hours of sleep at night, you're going to retain just less information than if you studied seven. The reason I say this is, is just I think that I guess we're talking about how oftentimes there's it's like very neglected other elements of this test besides studying. But that is studying, right? Getting enough sleep will actually probably improve your score more than any amount of studying could.
0: That extra hour. Yeah, that's actually why seven Sage is called seven Sage because you should be getting seven hours of sleep while you're studying for the test like we've thought this through from the beginning
1: yes yes seven <laughs> hours. yes the, it's actually an abbreviate. it's an acronym seven hours of sleep that's the s
0: um, where where did the hours of come? Shh, where's the eight
1: <laughs> it's okay we thought of this seven sage stands for seven hours
0: <laughs> <It's not true. laughs> yeah um, sorry you were saying
1: yeah I, I was i that's just what i just wanted to hammer that in right I, I have a couple clients who are very who just do not get enough sleep and i, I really one you'll just feel better but even more importantly that's going to improve your score <laughs> right more than more than studying a little bit extra the other thing i'll add to is don't change your sleep schedule just make sure you, you're getting enough if you're someone who wakes up late, don't start waking up early to start studying because you're not going to be effective then.
0: Yeah. If you can help. it.
1: Yeah. If you can help it. Right. If you have the time. Of course, this is everything is if you have the time. Right. We, we have a, a person. It's like a little RPG game and we're giving them. We're creating the perfect <laughs> conditions for them to do well on this test. If you have the time, if you can help it, that's that's a, that's a good way to put it. If you don't have the time, don't get zero sleep, though. Right. Try to find time in other and other areas. I would recommend like listening to the seven stage podcast in the car.
0: Exactly. I was gonna say like something I would do quite a bit while I was studying because again, like it was COVID like nothing was really going on is I just became a huge walker. Like I would just go on little walks all the time just around my neighborhood just taking a little stroll. And honestly, that's being active. Yeah, exactly. As you're taking your break from studying, if you still want to be productive, you can listen to the seven stage LSAT podcast while you're going on your walks. It's perfect. Again, we've thought of it all. So just really make sure that when you're studying for this test, you recognize that other aspects of your life that are completely, like seemingly unrelated to the LSAT can really help you boost yourself a couple of points, right? Maybe a lot more than a couple of points.
1: Asta, What's up? We've been talking a lot about the mind and the body. I think it would be nice if we closed off by offering the listeners a little motivation, a little pep in their step, if you will.
0: For sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing to remember as you're going through this process is one, it's not life or death. You will be a lawyer, right? You will get into law school and you will be successful and you'll be happy and you will end up exactly where you're supposed to be at the timeline that you're supposed to be in. I know a lot of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves. That it has to happen within this time frame. It has to happen this month. I have to apply this year. But seriously, right? Like give yourself the time to do the absolute best that you can and know that you are so much more than your LSAT score and you are so much more than whatever ends up happening this cycle or the next, right? Just put your head down, get to work, focus on being the happiest, most productive, healthiest version of yourself that you can be and the rest will follow. So good luck, happy studying. You got this and tune in next week.
1: Tune in next week to the 7 Sage Podcast. Do, 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 do. For more LSAT study tips visit 7 sage.com. See you next week.